It's apparently time to hear from an educated melanin queen, wife, and boy mom, keeping it real about the joys and struggles of parenthood. Discover how to stay true to you while navigating your romantic relationships, work life, friendships, the single life, and parenthood. Although you may gain some useful tips while listening to this podcast, please remember that this does not replace the support you'd receive from sessions with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of It's Apparently Time podcast where I, your host Hazel, will be keeping it real. For those of you listening for the first time, I just want to say welcome and I hope that whatever stage you're in in your life, whether dating, single, married, pregnant, or just trying to be the best you, that you'll enjoy today's episode and decide to come back for more. Now to my regular listeners, thank you so much for your support. Please be sure to continue to share, subscribe, like, and leave your positive reviews. And if there's a topic you would like for me to discuss, you can send it to me on Instagram at It's Apparently Time. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. Lastly, For those of you who would like to make a donation towards the production and advancement of this podcast, go ahead and click the link that says support and know that your contribution is greatly appreciated. Okay, so let's jump right into our conversation for today, where we'll be talking about boundaries. What are they? Why are they necessary? How do we implement them? And what do we do if they're challenged? Now, as you contemplate these questions, think about what comes to mind. What are some areas in your life in which you have created strong boundaries? And what are areas of needed improvement? As you reflect on the very first relationship you've ever had in your entire life, it starts off with your parent or your guardian, depending on what the makeup of your household was. They were the original teachers as it relates to helping you develop an appropriate understanding about how you should be treated and what to accept and what not to accept. When you think about our development as social beings, the various experiences that we have teach us how to navigate the world and those we interact with. Now, Eric Erickson, who is discussed a great deal in the Foundations of Psychology, he focused on the psychosocial stages of development. And basically, all that means is that he took a look at the different steps we all take to accomplish certain milestones as social beings. So let's take a look at adolescence for an example. This stage is identified by identity versus identity confusion. So during this time, we're basically asking ourselves, who am I and who do I want to become? And we know like for teenagers and adolescents, Their main focus is their relationship with their friends and am I popular? Do they like me? So, you know, when we think about this, talk about a prime time to be taught about how to establish boundaries. Then when we enter into adulthood, one of the stages of development highlighted is intimacy versus isolation. 
Now, let's be real about this. The fear of being alone can oftentimes drive people to either lower their expectations and even loosen some of the boundaries or lower some of their standards that should be present and protected. As we mentioned in episode four, You Found the One, with my special guest, we talked about how it's important to be honest with yourself and let relationships go that aren't meant to be in your life. Whether that's a romantic relationship or friendship, whatever it might be, being able to let those go. But in that episode, you know, we primarily focused on romantic relationships. So as we reflect back to the questions posed earlier in this episode, how do we start to address boundaries? Well, let's start off with this basic question. What are boundaries? And I really love Google's dictionary definition of what it means. Uh, And what it says is that a boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. So what that means to me is that here is my line. You can come this far and no further. And if you try to cross that line, well, there's a discussion that we'll need to have about that. Crossing that line could look different for each person. For example, if you're married and a parent is calling you excessively past a certain time at night, that's one example. You know, and the protection around your time as a couple is being disregarded in a situation like this. And I know that that's not something that you would want for your relationship. Another example would be like your partner downplaying your professional or personal goals. Emotionally being supported is probably important to you. So not having that happen is something that you'll probably want to consider and reevaluate. These scenarios may hit different for each person, but they still deserve some attention when we think about the impact situations like these could have on you, your relationship, if there are no boundaries. So we next need to take a look at why are boundaries necessary? Well, they definitely serve as a barrier of protection, whether emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, whatever it may be, it serves as a way to protect you from people crossing the line or taking advantage of you. How do we go about implementing these boundaries and what do we do if they're challenged? These are some really good questions, uh, you know, and we really should think about like, what are our answers to these? Now, my approach to handling this is not the end all be all, but I do believe that I have some helpful tips that I can share that you can use. So number one, right from the start, you need to recognize your worth. You deserve to be respected. You deserve to have your feelings validated. You deserve to be loved and treated in a way that works for you. Once you can acknowledge your worth, you are then able to have the confidence to say no, especially when others decide to cross that line. If you're a new parent or even a seasoned one where you have like maybe two, three kids, be confident in the fact that you know your child the best. Yes, your mother or aunt has experience as a parent, but not to your child. Know that even if they might disagree with your style or approach, they still have to respect it. If you say, no, my child cannot do such and such, and you have to stick to that regardless of how, you know, others may act. You have to be bold and brave enough to stick to the guidelines and the rules that you set. 
Remember that you are modeling for your children how to go about the process of boundary setting. Now let's reflect on that for a minute because children are some awesome boundary pushers. (laughs) Whether you're a parent, auntie, cousin, teacher, or godparent, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. You say no, they ask five more times in the hope that you'll give in and say yes. But sticking with the no is very important. Think about the lessons they're learning when you give in. You're sending the message that boundaries are meant to be tested or that it's okay to loosen up a little if the other person asks enough. So this definitely brings me to the next tip. Practice saying no. In episode two, I talked about how our society has to do a better job of respecting people's privacy when it comes to pregnancy and parenthood. As a couple or, or, or person, when asked, so when are you having kids, you have the right to say, I don't really feel like answering that question. If you're single and you're being asked, when are you getting married or when are you going to settle down? Accept that you also don't have to answer that question. You can say, no, I don't feel like answering it. Or <laughs> the other side of that is that you can just stare at the person awkwardly until they get the point that you're not answering But nah, in all seriousness, you know, you definitely want to speak up when you feel like people are overstepping the lines that are there. Now, I know there's sometimes a little bit of guilt associated with saying no, but this two-letter word can be so powerful when used, especially if it means you're protecting your well-being by saying it. So the next thing is, you need to speak up when the lines are crossed. Be mindful that these lines are often invisible, hence the reason why clear communication is so important, especially when discussing your boundaries. When you notice that someone has crossed the line, let them know it. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's your parent, sibling, best friend, spouse, or employer. Be sure to express the offense in a clear way that leaves no room for misinterpretation. Identify what needs to be different going forward so that the person knows what's expected. It's very important that you remain consistent with with speaking up, especially when you notice the boundaries are consistently being disregarded. And you may ask yourself this question, like, what else can I do if I realize that the same offense keeps being made? Well, my fourth tip for that is that you need to create consequences. Do not... I repeat, do not allow others to cross the line with you and get away with it. Those boundaries are there for a reason and they need to be respected. You send the messages that your feelings are important. It's okay to take advantage of you. And if they push hard enough, you'll cave in. An example of how to like go about you know, setting this boundary when a situation presents itself would be to say, hey, I noticed that whenever you speak to me, it's, an, it's in a harsh tone. And I don't appreciate it because I don't deserve to be spoken to in that manner. If I continue to notice this happening, I will limit the time I spend talking to you. And I feel like this is a fair thing for you to be able to say to the person, regardless of who they are. Be mindful that communication and execution of the consequence are key throughout the boundary setting process. You may have to repeat the same thing a few times. But even with that, you can set a limit on how often you'll do this. If you realize that you've gotten to the point 
where you're questioning the status of a relationship because of the blatant disrespect for your boundaries, then you may need to implement what I would say is like my fifth and final tip. And of course, this list isn't like it. There are other things that you could add to this, but this is just what I found helpful, not only for myself, but also for my clients that I work with. The last one is keep your distance if and when needed. When you realize that you may have a repeat boundary cross on your hand, you will have to make a critical decision of do they go or do they stay? You have to ask yourself, do I allow them to continue to disregard my request or do I set myself free from this relationship? Be mindful that setting yourself free may look different depending on who this person is in your life. And I absolutely love the analogy My life is my club. And I talk about this all the time, (laughs) whether it's with, uh, you know, my family, my friends. I love this analogy so much because it's helped to give clarity for me in my life as I evaluated and looked at relationships. But when you kind of look at my life is my club, you start to recognize that you get to decide each person's membership level. So some important questions to ask yourself in this evaluation process are, one, do I feel valued in this relationship? Two, am I respected? Three, are my feelings considered? And number four is, is this relationship worth my emotional energy? And I feel like that's a really important one. Some people aren't worth that emotional energy. You got to save that because your energy, your, your emotional energy It is sacred and it is very important. Someone who may have a lifetime membership with all-inclusive benefits like a parent or a sibling might now be shifted to annual where they have to meet certain requirements in order to renew and have access to your life and your time. And I'm, I'm talking about like if you realize that a parent or a sibling might be the repeat offender and they might, you know, be in the category of lifetime membership where like no matter what they do they're always there you might have to reconsider okay maybe you need an annual membership where every year I need to check in and see where you at and uh you know if necessary you might need to bump them down again depending on like what's going on but I say all that to say you set the rules remember that you set the requirements And you determine where to place this person in your life. Always, and I'll say this again, always choose your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and financial well-being. I really and truly enjoy discussing this topic for today because it's such an important one. It's critical for us to think about the ways in which we go about trying to implement and maintain boundaries for ourselves. Because like we talked about in the beginning, that boundary is like that invisible line that's there for protection, you know, whether emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it may be. We're all on our own journey to healing from the different experiences we've been through in our lives. Establishing and maintaining our boundaries is an important part of this process. So take the time to evaluate the strengths and pay attention to the areas for growth. Once again, to the first-time listeners and my regular ones, thanks for tuning in. If you or someone you know is looking to take that next step and having a better understanding about the tools needed on your journey to healing and prioritizing yourself, check out my website, 
at www.itsapparentlytime.com. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. And you can go there to see more information about the services that I do provide. Thanks for listening in, and I hope that you'll stop by again and hang out with this melanin queen, keeping it real.